Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Hey, everybody. Merit. Happy. Mm. What's the time between? Is it Boxing Day, Sean? What are we we, we in in between? Boxing Day is the 26th. It's also. Oh, we already missed that. I don't know. We don't don't really do. We don't have that. We don't have to recognize. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Athletic Hockey Show, the last episode, at least ours, of 2021. The greatest year of all time. (laughs) Second, second only to 2020. We're Boy, am I gonna working miss on this a streak. <laughs> could it be any worse next year? Like what? Ah, uh, yeah. Someone was. Yeah. Oh, it can. Things can okay. always get worse. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, somebody said, "Oh, this is." Uh, I'm. Did I say my name? I'm Craig Custins. I'm joined by Sean Gentilly, as always, on Tuesday in the greatest um, episode of the week, as we all know, the mm-hmm. American edition. We we only talk about American hockey. We don't acknowledge Canadian hockey. But we are going to talk about Connor McDavid because he's the rare exception a little later. There's a larger league impact. We're also going to talk to Mike Rupp, who's going to join the show in the second segment. We're going to talk about the Winter Classic, an event Sean and I have attended many times. <laughs> you, I don't dude, remember I any think, of them. I think you have the. I think you hold the belt on that one for consecutive Winter Classics or most Winter Classics. I mean, when did I've you been to a lot? You've had, you got to be at ten, right? It's probably double d- double digits um, to the point where Dan Craig, I actually can help uh, if he needs help, like getting the ice. Yeah, you're one of the people that comes out with a little. I come out with the hose. that they use to that they use to <laughs> fill up chunks in the crease. Uh, Mike Rupp has played in a, in a couple of those. He's going to be doing some NHL Network calls. Uh, he's an all around fun conversation. It, like I liked following our last episode, and we'll get to the comments in the third segment. But someone was like, "Hey." Can we, those, these guests have been great. Can you stick to interesting, fun people to talk to? And I'm like, that's a great idea. Like, you, you know, you know, I never really thought of that. 
Let's let's only talk to good personalities. See what what we're what we've been trying to do for the last six months is mix in good guests with boring ones. Just like like every now and then we have a dud just to keep people on their toes. That, people may <laughs> believe that if they listen. <laughs> Mike they like may, like Mark Lazarus. Name and names. Mark Lazarus, Lass. for example. <laughs> if everybody's a good guest, is anybody a good guest? <sighs> Man, that's like a that's a philosophical. I mean, I, I haven't really done any work in like four days, so you're getting. Oh, what are you? How is uh, you're, you're getting too deep. Yeah, everything good with you? You have a great Christmas and uh, all that. You don't, you don't give a shit. You don't care. Nope. Sure don't. Phony, phoniest question you've ever asked, right there. Oh my God, I don't know. I only asked because it didn't even occur to me until Cassie. My, so I'm recording in a my sister's place. There's they have a cottage up in northern Michigan. And so Cassie's here. It's wide open, so if you hear kids and dogs barking, that's why. And she talked to Sean and did all the proper things about asking about holidays and much more polite. I, I think right. I, I think care. part of it is that like you and I are pretty much in constant conversation, so it's like no days are all that much different than the other ones. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like I don't know. Sometimes like with with your with your right. clo- with your close friends, sometimes you forget like. Your close friends, or, or your or your coworkers, or your I don't, are we, or, yeah, in, or, like, or, in, or in some cases, your boss's boss's boss. But one more boss. Mm-hmm. Like we talk enough, where it's sort of like I, I don't know. We're like, it's like if you're in a group text with your friends, and sometimes you forget each other's birthdays. Like you're just like whatever. We talk every day. Who gives a shit? This is just, this yeah. is this is just another one. And I think that's kind of. That's kind of what happened with Christmas. You did fire off a text. Uh, it seemed like you got together with some athletic uh, editors, and there was some. You did. I didn't respond to the text about the wine, but we do. You know, like Tyler much better than you. Yeah, that was. Uh, well, jokes on jokes on Tyler because he was in Louisiana for until the day after Christmas, and I drank that wine. So. <laughs> <laughs> Tough shit. We needed, we needed, uh, we needed, we needed, we needed reinforcements at the family party. And I, I, and I checked just to make sure they were two $15 bottles of wine, like perfect, you know, the perfect, the perfect cost. Those weren't $15. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were. Here's what I want to say. Maybe, Um, maybe sent through your fancy mailing, through your fancy mailing. uh, You're paying a premium. Um, before we get to Mike Rupp, I want to talk, it's, you know, we recorded last and we knew the Olympics were, they were going to pull the shoot on the Olympics, but we couldn't, we basically talked like they were, since they did, I mean, everything happened as, as we figured, um, they're, you know, they're not going to the Olympics. Um, John Van Beesbrook was named GM of the U.S. team cool. over the weekend. Cool, 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 Um, and, uh, and now in uh, what's it, Quinny? David Quinn's going to be the coach of the Americans. Uh, it's it's really hard for me to get excited about it yeah. now that the NHL okay. players are out. What you're not? You already. I already had a, like, let's like, whatever. Do we, we do we do we need to talk about Van B- Van Beesbrook? Like sure. Well, you're not excited. To, uh, it makes you harder to root for the Americans. Are you going to? Are we watching like whatever version of this is? Like what's the Olympics? What is this going to be like? Yeah, like yeah. I mean, I'm, only I'm, if Bobby Ryan's on the team for me. Uh, yeah, and I'm—I mean, I'm psyched for—I'm psyched for potentially seeing, you know, Patrick uh, Bordalo might end up on on the Olympic team after getting screwed out of World Juniors twice because of. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm psyched to see some of the college kids. I'm psyched to see what maybe AHL or or Euro League guys that we that we're familiar with that pop back up. Like I am, 
I, that, that might be just bargaining kind of coming into play because I am legitimately bummed that we're not going to see any NHL players just like everybody else. But <clears throat> I think I, I think this could be – it's still going to be worth watching, right? Like I'm, I'm not going to yeah. – I'm not going to ignore it. I can't, one, due to my job, unfortunately. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be watching very closely how to much see, you weigh in. To, to, you'll be watching how much I'm watching. Yeah. But the Van Beesbrook thing, you know, and he's – he uh, called Trevor Daly the N-word when he was the GM and coach of his of his junior team in 2003. That's something that has rightfully followed him around for his career. Maybe maybe not enough. Ha- haven't really been many repercussions. He's still got a pretty plum job. Um, all this was just a reminder of how insane it is that this hap- that he got that job two years ago and that he continues yeah. to work his way up without it, without any repercussions. Like I read, I read the the work and I, I was not working at the, at the athletic at the time, but I read the work that Scotty and Pierre and whoever else did whenever Van, Van Beesbrook was hired back in 2018. And it was just, I thought we, I, we handled it the right way. I think it was covered. Yeah. The right, I think it was covered the right way, but man, just another reminder of um, how baffling his comments were even back then and how, off base he was and presumably continues to be because I don't think he's really learned all that much from any of it where he's putting yeah. the onus, he put the onus on Trevor on Trevor Daly back then to reach out and find him and all this like him it's just I don't know why he has a job and and we and, and we keep and now he's the GM of the Olympic team it's just wild and it's a bummer it's 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 sad to see it's just it was an, an insane backwards decision that happened in 2018 and it we it continue, we're just reminded of it anew. Yeah, I I mean, I agree. And so, like you know, when you talk to people, you say they're like, well, you know, it's a long time ago, and people can change. I'm like, look, I'm not saying you're not allowed to like. People aren't allowed to live their life. They're just not allowed to represent the country at the highest level. When we're like, that's that's where, <laughs> that's kind of where I land. Like, you don't get to have that job. That's a premier job in, oh, in everybody. This country. You, know, you don't get like. No, two thousand three. Two thousand three was so so long ago, and everybody it was before people realized that saying the n word was bad. No, nope, that's not true. Two thousand three. Yeah, there was a, that d- everyone figured out that it was bad in two thousand five. That's when. <laughs> that, oh, that's that's so when everyone learned their that. lesson. Yeah, Everything yeah, before that, you it. get you get immunity on. Yeah, I don't know. I hate it. It's a. Yeah. It was a. It was a. It was a. It was a bad reminder of a really embarrassing decision by. By, by by USA Hockey and it's just like I don't like there's like there's nobody else who who could do a credible job on this yeah other than other than John Van Beesbrook like it's bullshit I wrote something that after the news came out and that was one of the quotes that someone that I talked to you know high level executive was like that cares about American hockey said essentially surely there was someone who was qualified for this job that didn't do that no how right? how, like, how good at his job does that person yeah like is he that much better than the next candidate which is that's the answer is no the answer is no and now he's the GM of the Olympic team so great also not to like I mean this you know if it came out now he would be fired like if nobody came out like if this story hadn't been public when it had been public right and Trevor Daly's like and they announced, let's say they announced the Olympic GM deal. And Trevor Daly, it's like, hey, by the way, back in 2003, this happened. Mm-hmm. He'd be removed. Like, yeah. so I'm not understood. So it's it's a timing thing. He benefits from the fact that it was public, I guess. I don't know. What a, I mean, it's 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 one of those things, man. It's it's it's, it's tiring, tiring, tiring stuff. Because you're like, you know, 
what other what other sport would would even come close to make to making a, to, to, to make a decision there's like that? None. none. This wouldn't. None. This would be a non-starter. Hi, hiring for a position of prominence in 2018, and you're saying 15 years ago you call and not at like not the context even matters, but the context was made, made it even worse. A player, a 19 year old kid who you were their coach and their GM in 2018 is 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 when people when people find this out, and he still got that job and just got a better job. Like what? What are we doing? Yeah. I, and that's I, that's obviously a rhetor- it's a rhetorical question. It's not we're not doing anything. This is that this is USA Hockey that keeps tripping over themselves with this shit. So constantly, constantly, it's okay. constant. Like no, I hope it's. I, I, this is not where I intended to go down, but man, my frustration with that organization. I I really don't care. I hope it's worth yeah, it. No, it's fine. I hope it's worth it for USA Hockey to know that every black hockey player. Who's paying attention? Every every black teenage hockey player or black youth hockey player that's that's watching this tournament sees John Van Beesbrook like in the in in the boss box and is reminded of the fact that he caught a player the Edward fifteen years ago. Yeah, it's a joke. Yeah. Anyways, so you won't be watching, or I'm just angling for the job. That's really it. <laughs> I, would, I think you do a good job of it. <laughs> Oh First, you know, you know, you know who we're calling Bobby Ryan. I would put Bobby Ryan. I, we could have him pick the team and play on the team. That's GM fine, coach. Slash. Multiple positions. Bobby can just skate. He can be like a rover or something. Figure it out. I, I will like um, everything you said is dead on, and, and I, I agree with it completely. I, I wish. This was an organization that was more fun to root for. It does it like these big events are just a reminder that like in, or even the World Junior and stuff. It's like you don't want to. It's fun for the kids and you want to get on board the Trevor Zegers train and stuff. And then then they like they cut to the you know the, the photo and the you know or the video of Van Beach. And then you're like, oh yeah, this organization That's right. has oh, him, real issues. Him. That's oh yeah, right. like it makes it as an American. I, I wish I could just openly like be excited about. Well, the governing body and that's not there's a lot of that's that's what it's like work to do there that's what it's like being a hockey fan in general or bird or cover or covering this game in general it's like for every every good thing that happens there's something where you're just like jesus jesus christ and it's not and it's not always as flagrant as hiring john van beesbrook you know to in a serious developmental role when he had to step away as a, as an OHL GM for, for using racial slurs. It's not always that bad, but it's just like the constant stream of two steps forward, one steps back where even, even when it's just like silly PR stuff and you're just like, oh, my God, this is, this is more tiring than it should be. And again, you and I have talked about a lot about doing the right thing and also doing what's good for PR. Uh-huh. Like where how the, the league in bad this case USA hockey gets like there'd be a real easy thing that could get people because at some point the world's going to pay attention to the Olympics right like right now it's like okay no one you know we're in this tiny you know, our hockey bubble but at some point it's going to be you know NBC in the world and like are they gonna is it gonna be like a backstory it? or like, I don't know. like what's NBC like then it's like okay and on onto the game and you're gonna be like what, what do you yeah like how do you even well, that's a great question like, like is that like an aside that someone says during a game broadcast do we get like the 
Do we get the, the, so, the soft focus, you know, Ugh. Jim Nance, Dan Hicks profile thing where we hear how much John Ben Beesbrook has learned over the last 17 years? Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know how you covered if it if, if you're NBC, which is, you know, an enormous stakeholder in this sort of stuff. And that, and that changes the calculus, too, because they don't want to slag the product or the people who are or, or the people who are involved with it. Yeah. yeah. The only bright side for the NHL is that nobody's going to be watching this shit because no one's going to care. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yep. The, the good thing about um, what, what I remember about last time when the NHL players didn't go, like the, there are some like fun stories that do. You have players that never would get, have gotten that opportunity. And I, I lived that a little bit through Jim Slater, who wrote for us at The Athletic at the time. Like he, we, we had him writing a first person. I think this was in, what year is this? 18, it would have been 18? 18. I've lost, Yeah. And so I would call him up and <laughs> Jim Slater, would, you know, thrash. See if anyone was wondering how I could work at thrash. I was going to just say Michigan State's yeah. uh, former Michigan State great Jim Slater. So both your two, fa- your, two fa- your two favorite teams. I mean, so this by de facto makes Jim Slater my favorite player. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was, it was so, it was great to talk to him on site, and and he would just like he just said this. You know, being around the Olympic Village, all these things that he probably never dreamed he'd get an opportunity to do at that point in his career was amazing. And and in that moment in time, he's an, he's an Olympian and he still is. Now he's a former Olympian. And it's like that's that like those stories and that opportunity for those players. And I was really hoping like he'd pop in a goal and like this great moment and, and just have this, you know, it, it, either way, he's got that these memories and, and, you know, whoever it is, Bobby Ryan or there's going to be some version of that. So, like, I, I love, you know, that it's not the NHL players going, but it's, I'll watch for that reason to see who that, who, see who those players are going to be. Oh, absolutely. I mean, in the roster, the roster projection game is, is fun because you end up going down rabbit holes with, you know, I, I mean, I, would it be better if, it, if we were watching NHL players? Like, yeah, sure. But it's also fun to see people try their hands, whether it's like I, Chris Peters did a, did a pretty complete one right did he yeah 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 um and i don't know man like it's i, I love the idea of, of of loading up on of loading up on nhl kids I, I know i said it already but like you know i don't know let's let's see let's see jake sanderson right let's see right. you know and then you have guys um, and again we're looking at chris chris peters who's covers american hockey better than anybody on earth he wrote this for daily face off it's you know it's funny it's a mix of it's a mix of guys who who we're familiar with you know David Warsawski and Kenny Agostino and guys like that who've yeah. kicked around in some in some capacity over the years and then but then the idea of like you know could, could Owen Power could Owen Power make it Brendan Brisson Maddie Beniers guys like that I mean it is it is fun and in the in the draw of you know the ragtag group of of kids and journeymen who kind of come together to to to, to play these games. It's so Owen Power. Owen Power is not American, is he? Or I, I don't know. Why, why the hell did I say Owen Power? I don't know. We'll so, take him. I'm stupid. We yeah, will we'll de- take him. We'll definitely take him. He makes I, the I team. At, if he no, wants I, to well, play, because I I, 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 sc- I scrolled past because because oh, Chris did the Chris did the Canada roster too, and I, I, I scrolled I, I scrolled past and saw it. But like you know, Owen Power and <laughs> Ken Johnson and an Olympic and an Olympic team on an Olympic roster, like it could be, it could be fun. It's 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 not it's not going to be ideal, but but there's something romantic about you know the kids and the about the kids and the journeymen kind of getting together to 
to make a run at this. Yeah, I'll take it. It's better than nothing. All right. Well, we can wrap up the segment without even having to talk about Connor McDavid, and, his, and we we can keep this American. He did. He just said uh, ultimately he would have gone, and that's you know. And Brad Marchand said you know it seemed like this was kind of a predetermined decision. Like the league was looking for any reason to pull the plug here. Yeah, he's not. He's I not. I don't disagree. He's not with wrong. Brad. I mean, if if they didn't, if they if they weren't going to do that, then they wouldn't have put in a clause where it's like. And Bobby Ryan brought this up last week that once the center, once that Senators game got got postponed in November or, or whenever that was, yeah, I can't even that's I can't even remember when that happened. It was early early in December. Once that happened, then the mechanism was in place for them to pull the plug if they wanted it to. Like it was like once it once a game got canceled, the the right turned over to the league entirely and the league couldn't the league said like no we're we'll back off like we're gonna work with the players on this like we are trying to involve them as much as we can but ultimately once that happened once Ottawa's game got games got canceled and if, if the league wanted to pull the plug at any, any time they could have so yeah of course of course they didn't they they, they never want to go to the olympics they don't want to go to the olympics never. when they're not when they're not when they're normal let alone whenever they're already terrified about you know, about getting a full schedule in t- to begin with. Yeah. Omicron, all this, uh, any, any, Beijing, add, add all these reasons to be concerned about it t- to the list. I mean, my God, they, it's not a, it's, it's not a stretch to say that they wanted no parts of this from, from, from the start, but, you know, they threw the players a bone and, and then they took it away. <laughs> Probably knowing full well the whole time it was going to be taken. Oh away. man, that's that's su- that's such like a great tactic. We're like, yeah, no, you guys can you do can this. Go. Just sure, we'll, we'll, get- we'll see what ha- we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But yeah, you can probably do yeah. this. No, no, no. We'll no see. This, you know, the the tip of the, you know, it was clear it wasn't going to happen when they scheduled the All Star Game at the same time. Like every Olympic year, there's no All Star. And game. guess what? And they're like, we, we had one this year. I'm like, hmm, why would they have an All Star Game if they're going to the Olympics? That seems weird. And that ain't getting canceled. <laughs> nope. Because <laughs> that is on ESPN, and it is a it is a money making, you know, a money making oh opportunity for the NHL, baby. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. We got Mike Rupp joining us in segment two, and we will be right back. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We are now thrilled to be joined by Stanley Cup champion, NHL Network studio analyst, who will be at the Winter Classic in Minnesota at Target Field, Saturday, January 1st. Blues, wild. I think, I don't know, it could be any teams at this point. You don't know. Mike <laughs> Rupp, how are you? I'm good. Hey, the one thing I think we can guarantee at this point is it's going to be freaking cold. It's going to be really cold. <laughs> we, can, we can nail down. That's, yeah, we can, we can, that's one thing I, I'm very confident in predicting it's going to be accurate. There might not be an actual hockey game taking place, but it, but it, it will it, it, it will be, be cold. cold. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's that's it. That's it's it, you know what? It's nice though. I'm up in northern Michigan right now. We we snuck away, and it's it's like it's good to be around snow. And I, I, like yeah. it's I, I feel it, it definitely has gotten me into the winter classic mood to, to get 
out of like gray and dreary. Yeah. So I feel good. I'm feeling festive right now. All right. Yeah. I, we haven't seen, I haven't, I haven't really seen snow yet, man. I, I, it's like, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of seeing snow, especially around this time. So, uh, I, I'm all for it. I just don't want like the minus, you know, 20 or anything like that. Mike, are you mm. in, you're in, you're in Western PA, right? Aren't, aren't yeah, you still in here? Right yeah. Now. yeah. So I'm in, I'm in Pittsburgh. I, I think you guys have been getting hit with the same shit as us. It's been just like monsoon season over the last, over the last few days. We've, we've been getting rain. Yeah, it's been rain. It's been weird. It's like we had a couple of snowfalls, like nothing uh-uh. significant at all for Erie. I mean, usually it's like Buffalo weather, right? right? Like we get hit by the, by the feet. So uh, we've been kind of avoiding that, but I'd rather have that than the rain and the, the wetness, you know? Mm, yeah, it's nasty. All right. Uh, any guys, anywhere, uh, any more PA talk? Yeah. Like, <laughs> this, has been, <laughs> this has been the Western Pennsylvania weather report on the Athletic <laughs> Coffee Show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so we were talking like uh, so i mean obviously you have a lot of connections to the outdoor game the winter classic and and playing in a, in a couple of them and like monumental ones but we have to start with the auger salute like that that's just a great moment in time um and i actually have a great a very specific question about it but okay. I, I you know i'm i'm always curious when there's a moment like that how premeditated it is was this something that if, if and this was uh what year was this that would have been 2012. 2012. 2012. 2012 yeah. and, and you score a big goal. Place goes crazy and did the salute. It was awesome. Yeah. So I guess first and foremost, like, it, you know, I'm asked that all the time. Like, did you plan that? And, and yeah, yeah. anybody who's watched me on, in my career play, like, I didn't score enough to be able to plan that. You know, like, I, <laughs> I could, I, I would go 15 games without scoring a goal. So it's like, I can't really say, oh, well, when. Yeah. When I score, when I, I'm going to do that. You know what I mean? So but the one thing I, in my career that I really loved is, and, you know, unless I'm not trying to say this is, I'm just trying to give you context here. I'm not trying to pull my own tires, but I haven't, I didn't score that many goals in my career, but I had a few big ones in there. And I always felt like <laughs> that. I always felt like that. I don't know. I felt like this in my, my blood as a kid was like, I, I was like a clutch, you know, it was in my own head. You know, you have to have that kind of, motivating factors in your head. And I thought that any, any given stage or situation that in my mind, I, I could come through in, in those situations. And, and the reason why I'm saying that is because, you know, I, I had those moments and, you know, it's something about being a hockey player, or a professional athlete, which you can bring everyone to their feet with one, one thing. I didn't do that enough to get that feel all the time. So I started being like, I also realized that I could piss off you know, a lot of people make them stand up and oh, yell. So in my head, I was like, that was almost like for me at times, because I wasn't scoring goals all the time. I felt like that was, it, it gave me that kind of like, it almost feels like it sounds stupid, but it almost feels like this, this power, right. Yeah. I can make, I can make everybody in this place. And if you score a goal or a big goal or any of that moment, you can make everybody in that place happy and love you. But at the same time, I can make everybody pissed off and hate me. And I was, yes. and I liked it. It felt, it was cool. So <laughs> we were going into Philly and I always had a rivalry with Philly in my own mind too, because yeah. I, you know, I came up in the devil's organization. We hated the flyers. I played for the penguins. We hated the flyers. I played for the Rangers. We hated the flyers. Like that was the one common theme in my career was like, we didn't, we didn't like the flyers. Truth be told, I always wanted to be a flyer as a teenager. I, I had a poster over my bed of the Legion of Doom line. That was my guys. I wanted to be a flyer. I thought it was, you know, I, I was a big player. I thought that they would, that would mesh good. It never happened. I think in my head, I was like kind of ticked off by that too, or, or just like not ticked off by that. There wasn't anything about that. It was just more like, 
there was value of me as a big player going into Philly. Mm-hmm. So anyways, so going into that game, the winter classic, I, I was just like, you know what? I want to make something happen here today. I didn't know if it was a goal or what it was, but I was going to do something to be noticed. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the other backstory to it kind of was if you backed up about a year and a half prior, I was, a, I was a free agent coming out of Pittsburgh and that free agency period, um, you know, I wanted to resign in Pittsburgh and what ended up holding it up is, uh, they offered me a two-year deal. I wanted I needed a three. I knew I could get three on the open market. So leading up to July 1st, but the problem here, and I haven't really told this before, they kind of threw things in the, cause you know, that would have been, we talked about the weather in Western Pennsylvania. That would have been like playing at home again. I mm-hmm. played there for two yeah. years. If you remember, Yager was coming back over from the KHL. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he had that period of time where he could speak to teams before July 1st. So we had this pecking order of UFA, pending UFAs in Pittsburgh. And it went in the order of Pascal Dupuy, Tyler Kennedy, and me, as far as kind of order of importance. Well, then Yager comes swooping in. And he says, if you remember that time, I want to come back to Pittsburgh, make things right, come full circle. I remember that. And, and win a championship. So I, he ends I, up, I, I, I remember that very much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so he ends up he ends up coming in there and all of our contract talks are on hold now. You know what I mean? Mm. And I want to sign. I know if it goes to July 1st, I came up my two best seasons. I was going to go somewhere else because someone was going to pay me more. And I would I would take less to stay in Pittsburgh. But then when Yager came into the mix, all of our all of everything was put on hold. He said he wanted to, you know, win a cup play, you know, blah, 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 blah. So he ends up deciding to sign in Philly. And I was thinking to myself, Philly isn't going to win a cup. So you, uh, in my mind, he was just using. He didn't really care about winning a cup. We all no, know that. He Mike. wanted. He, 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 he was a he was a mercenary. He just <laughs> wanted right. to go around and he get paid the most money, and that's yes. fine. But like he held things up in Pittsburgh. So for me, I was like, that's why I'm not back in Pittsburgh because mm-hmm. he came over and he used the Penguins as a as a as a pawn to get more money, and I was pissed by that. You know what I mean? Because like I, I yeah. wanted to be in Pittsburgh. So in the back of my mind, I'm like. I'm going to get him at some point. Like I, you know, and then my mind is probably just like, you know, I'm gonna try to hit him hard or, or whatever. Right. Right. So I, that was it. So to go into the game, I don't know. I just felt like I wanted to make something happen. The goal happened. I don't know what I was thinking. I just, it just did. I just did it. You know what I mean? And it was kind of like, blacked it was kind of like, what's that? So you blacked out. Yeah. Just, just yeah like- so I kind of, it was more like, to be honest, the, what was going through my head in that moment was like, you could fill in the blanks with the real words, but it was almost like <laughs> screw you to everybody. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. Philly. And that's Especially why Yager. I, I like yeah. it. <laughs> I thought it was a salute to Yager. Now I know you hated him. This is <laughs> it's a, it's a much better story. I, so I got the, 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 the second end of the story, which, which makes it better. And listen, I'm not trying to discredit Yarmir Yager. I mean, you're talking all time great. I got nothing but respect for him as a player. I'm just saying is in the personal and the, and the business side of things that he doesn't even know that stuff happened. It, yeah. It annoyed me, whatever, right? Yeah. I don't know the guy at all. He might be a great guy. So anyways, uh, all-star game, LA, I'm working on HL Network. Um, my I, I my daughter, I took her out for like a father-daughter trip. Um, so we had some time off in the afternoon. And I'm like, uh, let's go to Disneyland. So we, I went to go rent a car. So I was coming back to the hotel after we were on set. And I was going up to my hotel hotel room to change. And my, my daughter was waiting for me. We we're going to go. And I'm getting in the elevator and Yager made that all-star game because he was, you know, he was playing for the Panthers. 
So me and uh, Tony Luffman, who I work with NHL Network, are walking towards the elevator and Yager turns a corner and he's walking with someone else and walks in the elevator. And I just go to Tony, I put my hand on like, Hey, just let's wait a second. I don't, like, I don't feel like, like I haven't right. talked to Yog since the winter classic. I know that a lot of people weren't happy about that. So I just, I just didn't really want to say anything. It's just whatever, just let, let it go. And, uh, so we wait, the next elevator comes, I go up, whatever, get my daughter. So I rent a car and I have to go like two miles outside of LA to rent this car. I get in an Uber with her drive to this rental car place. I walk into this rental car place and when I walk in there, this is like an hour later from the incident in the, in the, in the lobby of the hotel. And I walk in this little mom and pop rental car place. There's two <laughs> people in there. It's Yager and, and someone he's with. Oh, and goodness. I walk oh, in the so place and I just go, I just go, son of a bitch. And my daughter, <laughs> my, my daughter goes, what dad, what's wrong? I go, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. And I stood there and he turns around and, and I go, Hey, Yags. and he goes, he goes, Oh, Hey man, how are you? And uh, like in my mind, I don't even know if he knows who I am or whatever, sure. but, um, so he's like, Hey, and I'm like, so I'm standing there. I'm like, you know what, dude, it's like, uh, I just go, Hey man, I walk up to him and that, you know, he's not busy talking to the lady at the counter. I go, Hey, yeah, man, I don't know if this is, you even thought twice about this, but back in the winter classic, like, you know, I did your, I did the salute and, you know, it was not disrespect for you at all. I, that, that's what I did as a player, right? Like I needed to push the buttons of the opponent. I wasn't, I wasn't like you as a player and mm. I could put points on the board every night. I had to do something. And he goes, no, man, don't even worry about it. It was uh, no hard feelings at all. And he goes, he, he said something like I was actually, uh, was honored to use my, uh, my, my salute. I'm like, Oh, that's cool, man. And he goes, uh, so we're sitting there and, and then he goes, Hey man, listen, rapper, you're great on TV. He's like, I, I, I love watching you on TV. I'm like, Oh man, thank you. And now I feel like bad, like that. I ever right. did that. Right? <laughs> right. And then I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm like, wow, man, you don't even understand how much I appreciate that. And he goes, yeah, man. He goes, you are way better at that than you ever were a hockey player. And I'm like, whoa, hold on a second. I'm like, hold on a second. And then he starts laughing and I'm like, all right, dude, we're tied. It's one, one. We're going to leave it at that. Right. And it was really cool in that moment. Like I was like, all right, man, that's fine. That's amazing. Holy cow. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the Rupp Yager rivalry we we never knew <laughs> behind the scenes. Well, maybe it's one sided. Maybe one sided. He's got bigger fish to fry than me. I thought you were going to say. I, I thought you were going to say, yeah, you're actually a lot better at that than Colby Armstrong too. You're better. You're better. You're better at TV than Colby. That's great. I've got a lot of issues with that story though. First of all, I think you should have been higher than Tyler Kennedy on the uh, on the what would have been Ray Shero shopping list. I don't know who was who was GM at the well, time. Well, remember that was the that was their that was the big shutdown line though. That was the Stall Kennedy oh, Cook. Yeah. Stall mm-hmm. Kennedy That's Cook line was kind of a staple. So God, I can't believe I can't believe we got another wrinkle for the Yager watch story because like I, there's there was so much shit that happened surrounding that whole thing, right? When he he flew back from Russia and the plane was delayed, it, everyone thought he was coming to Pittsburgh plane gets delayed on the runway at JFK because they had sea turtles that were crossing the runway. So everybody was like, everybody was like, I think, what? do you, do you, do you, not, do you know what I A hundred percent, a hundred percent happened. It was like, it was like, oh, he's, he's flying to New York cause he's going to sign, he's going to go to Pittsburgh and sign the deal. And it was like, wait, the plane's stuck on the runway because, tur- yeah. because turtles are crossing the tarmac or whatever. There was just like an endless, an endless stream yeah. of that stuff. So we got, we got another wrinkle, another wrinkle from, from yeah, it's, a trickle, it's a trickle down effect with uh, the big boy Yogs there. So <laughs> there's yeah. a good oral history to be done about the Yager return from the oh, KHL. Oh, yes, there is my and, friend. And Sean Gentile's future. I can already uh-huh. see it now. Um, so the, the follow up I have to that question. So we, I went to watch the salute on YouTube and got sucked into the comments section on YouTube as one does when you, when you go to watch videos on YouTube and 
Like the third comment down on the highlight of the salute was someone that says, oh, this guy, this guy's great, Mike Rupp. He said, I, I met him at a water park later that summer and I made him do the salute for my family and he did it. Is that a true story or not? I, w- I always want to fact check YouTube comments. Do you have any recollection of being at a water park and doing the salute? I, I don't have a complete recollection of that, but I have done it out in places <laughs> to people. Yeah. They've asked me to, so I would I would probably say yeah that's that's accurate. But that it's you know I don't, I always I don't I always have done it like Ranger fans will ask me to do it, and you know it kind of feels weird, but at the same time you know I don't know I always thought that you know it's cool to you know you're flattered that fans even care you know what I mean yeah. like about a, a you know I'm just a role playing guy so if it, they they run into me at a water park or something that brings back a good memory of when they're rooting for their team I'll give them the salute I, you know what the one thing I got the one thing I got burned by that I'll I'll never do again is I was it was what I was playing with the penguins too I was coming out of practice one day and this fan was there and he goes Rupper can you sign this picture it's me fighting Aaron Ashen when Ashen was on the Flyers he goes can you sign this picture I go sure he goes um can you just write on it flyers suck and i go mm, no i'm not gonna do that like i don't want to write that that's not cool you know whatever yeah and he goes uh i'm like you can write whatever you want on it but like if it ever came back to me mm-hmm. i said i didn't write that you know like you can write whatever i'll sign my name and he goes listen no no it's for my buddy's basement man he's got this sweet man cave he's setting up oh blah, blah, blah and stupid me he's like listening and i'm like he's i'm like this guy seems genuine so i'm like all right so i write flyers <laughs> suck the next day, my buddy texts me and he goes, dude, what are these? He's, he was looking at, uh, he's found these, I came across his, his email or something. And uh, on eBay, this dude started selling all these flyers suck pictures of me fighting Aaron Ashton. So from then, from then on, I'm like, dude, I'm not doing that anymore. So I'll give, I'll give a salute. I'll give a salute, but nothing, uh, nothing necessarily like, you know, on camera or whatever. That's amazing. So, yeah, you, you just can't write whatever people want on the photos. That's the that's the lesson. To, <laughs> that's amazing. Did you ever come close to signing with the Flyers? Like, was it in the in your free agent? You know, it does seem like a natural fit. You know. Yeah, you know what? Um, so yeah, no, I wanted. I, like, I really did want to be a Flyer. Um, I I free agent twice. They were um, on the list, but most of the time. So the the way that a lot of people kind of don't realize maybe i guess the average fan how some of this stuff works and and you can almost picture some of who those teams would be like free agency starts and you know and that free agency when i was coming out of pittsburgh like it was kind of the perfect storm as far as what i was as a player there wasn't really many comparables like like uh like chris neal signed with re-signed with ottawa and some of the other comps that were kind of in my neighborhood as as far as you know maybe 12 to 15 goal scores and 100 and some penalty minutes and, and you know that fourth line type role there wasn't many so it was kind of the perfect storm i got a bunch of teams calling on july 1st and but there's some teams that always and the flyers are one of them the flyers were always out to get the big dogs right to make the big splash yeah. that, that yeah. wasn't necessarily me so they didn't really know what they'd always have available for me so they would always say hang tight we've got to figure out a couple things here and then we'll get back to you but hold on hang tight I yeah. didn't feel like I was the type of player that can hang tight. If I got an right. offer that I wanted, yeah. I was going to take it, you know? And it. Yeah. so, so that would end up happening. So it would have been cool, but they were always kind of in the hunt for the big dogs on the market. And, and uh, you know, that, that affects some of us guys that are kind of on the, the lower tiers. I'm always curious, like about the, the stories that never happened. Was there like a team you were really close to signing with and it, it fell apart or it was, was this a pretty clear, clear move? Um, yeah, I was really close to signing with uh, – so that, that free agency period, I narrowed it down. 
the last two teams were, it was actually funny because Alan Walsh was my agent and mm-hmm. um, he calls me and, and things where we started narrowing it down. It's still July 1st. And we narrowed it from like eight teams to like, you know, three teams and the final three teams at that time. And, and this would have been uh, the summer of uh, it would have been the summer of 2012, I guess. Um, yeah. Summer 2012, I guess. And uh, so it was Colorado, uh, Chicago and mm-hmm. the Rangers. And so uh, I kind of narrowed out, I, I, you know, I wanted to, when and at that time i didn't know how colorado was yeah so that's why i I went i i I played against the rangers and i knew the rangers were an up-and-coming team and i I liked them but they were hard to play against so i'm like all right we got the rangers here and then chicago which (laughs) it would have been nice to have a couple cups (laughs) that would have been pretty good that would have been been a good time to step into that yeah that would have been a nice time to step into that chicago mix but uh so maybe i I don't want to say regret because i love playing for the rangers but that's always when i'm like man but I would have, I could have been on those teams and like, what are they, you know, there's two more cups. I could have, I could have gotten yeah. in right there with, with that team. But um, it, it was just crazy. Cause when you're in that moment, everything is, you know, it seemed like it was going at a, a decent speed. And I remember being in my car and Alan goes, Hey, we got a, we got a situation here. You got to make a decision right now. And I go, I pull a car mm. over. He goes, I've got Stan Bowman on the line and I got Glenn Sather on the line. They need an answer now, or they got to move to their second option. I go, I go right now. Like I can't talk to anybody. He's like, uh, they're on the phone. What do you want me to ask them? He's like, mm-hmm. they, they need an answer. Like right now, I have them on hold, whatever. And I'm like, at that moment, I knew that again, going back to Pittsburgh, that I can. All, uh, Pittsburgh offered me two years. These teams offered me three, and I go call Ray back, call Ray back in Pittsburgh. So all of a sudden I hear Alan start yelling. I don't, I'm just picturing like this telethon of like <laughs> tears of people on phones, like answering. I don't know. It's just my, and all of a sudden I hear Alan's like, get Shiro online, get a Shiro online. And I'm like, what the hell's going on right now? So you get Ray Shiro online. I hear this conversation. He's talking to Ray and he, he must be holding two phones up to his ear. Yeah. Cause I hear him talking to Ray. Ray's like, I'm sorry, I can't. I got to do two years. We want Michael back. Blah, blah, blah. All right. Well, he's not doing that. He's got, you know, whatever on the other line. And then it's like, it, it's just like in that moment, I had to make this decision for the next three years. I'm like, holy crap. Can you imagine if it was like some of these guys that are making these decisions for eight years, seven years? Yeah. Like, it's crazy how it just all of a sudden just drops on you. And it's like, no, man, you decide now. You know, and, and then the way that day went is like, I had, I had 12 teams interested at the beginning and I told at that point, 10 of them, no. So they've all moved on options. Like if right. I don't, you know what I mean? Like I'm like, right. whoa, all of a sudden things can kind of fall apart here. So it's a little bit of a stressful situation. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. That's, and you're just imagining, wild. you're imagining like the opening screen to the Brady bunch where all these like faces keep popping up where it's like, <laughs> where it's like Ray, Ray Shiro, Stan Bowman, Alan Walsh. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh I'm like guys, just get as many, let's get as many GMs on the line. Just to say I could. Just to say I could. Can you call Paul Holmgren? <laughs> Where's Eiserman? Where's Eiserman? They could drop me in and I could do my, my best LeBron. I could be like, I'm taking my talents to NYC. And just all the GMs just check out and they're just check out. And I go and say they're sitting there. That would have been That's what I should have done. I should have done that. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Uh, I did want to, so you mentioned the, the the notion of being clutch, which I actually am fascinated by in the hockey sense, because it's so chaotic and, and it, you know, I, but I, I do believe, you know, you have the same players seem to always step up in the playoffs and you also have like random players who seem to step up in the playoffs. Do you, do you believe, like, 
in your heart of hearts, regardless of how you feel about yourself, do you believe like clutchness exists in hockey? Is that, are there some players yeah. that do kind of raise to the level? hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. I played with many guys. And I think a lot of the guys would tell you there's, there's guys, um, who are, who are great teammates. They go through a wall for you all the time, but you know, at certain points of the season or playoffs or time of game, they don't really want the puck on their stick. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. they want to, they want to be a part of the play, but they're almost nervous to be the play. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that'd be me. And, and, and it's, mm-hmm. so there, there's, there's, there's two sides of that. So there's, there's that. And that's good. And there's a lot of guys who are very effective and, and, and supporting. We know how you have to have those depth guys doing all those different things. But I, you know, I also felt like, and, and I find that that's a thing that, you know, I think is really important for the mindset of a bottom six forward in the NHL. You have to know where you are in as far as the pecking order. And you got to respect that and know that you provide some, you need to provide something different. Cause if you're bottom six, you're not providing consistent goal scoring because you wouldn't be in the bottom six if you were. So you got to provide your baseline and then just know though, that you can always do those other things. But when I would drive to games, the, again, a lot of the stuff I told you even before, like I, I wasn't a guy that was, you know, all cocky and, and my teammates would never call me cocky. They call me pr- pretty, I guess, quiet in that regard. I just, just have fun and whatever. I did. Yeah. But in my mind, when I drive the games, like I, if I'm driving to, to Pittsburgh to play, I feel like going to the game, I can have just as much of an impact as Sidney Crosby in the game. Is that going to happen on most nights? No, but that's how I would prepare myself to play. So these things would be played in my head. I wanted the puck on my stick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wanted to be in those situations. And I think that that's something that comes up from the childhood. And it's something that you just, and, and some guys have that again, the team and the fans might not want the puck on my stick, but I want the puck <laughs> on my stick at those times, but you know what huh. I mean? But I think you have to believe that. And you have to like, I find that there's times, even if, you know, I know we've been talking to pens a, a lot here, but this is a, like a situation I think is really important important for a team like Pittsburgh, a team that has their top end guys, we know who those guys are, is you can't, you have to, in your mind, know that you have just as much equity in this team as the superstars. If you don't feel that way, you're not good. The team will hurt because of it, right? Like you have to feel like when you go to the game, it might not look the same. It's probably not going to look the same. I'm not going to influence the game like Evgeny Malkin or Sidney Crosby. It's just not going to happen but I can influence the game and be as effective on uh, uh, the odd night now and again, because of what I bring to the table. So it's like, you have to have this thing. And, and that's kind of how it was in my mind. And, and I guess to go back to the beginning of that, it's like, there's some players who in those moments don't really want the puck, you know what I mean? Or they want to just kind of get through it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that there's an opportunity to like, not just get through it. It's to do something that, you know, you're not expected to do. And, and that's a lot easier too. That's the one big thing. And when the playoffs, when we see these players that come through that are, you know, these underlying players, it's much easier to make a difference when no one thinks you can make a difference. Yeah. It's hard for the, I mean, it's so hard for those guys every night, the superstars to be relied upon. So it, it almost sets the table for guys like me. I mean, I mean, Sidney yeah. Crosby has never scored a cup clinching goal. We'll just come right out and say we'll it. Put the, it out there. The, the, the dude does not have that on his resume. <laughs> so when I was in when I was in Pittsburgh, um, we had the last three game seven, I guess, mm-hmm. heroes or cup clinchers on the team. So we mm-hmm. had um, me from 03, 
Ruslan Fedotenko from 04 and Max Talbot from 09. Mm. And so right before the playoffs started uh, the first year, we're out at dinner on the road and all of a sudden, all of a sudden uh, Sid stands up in front of everybody and he, you know, gets everyone's attention and he has this presentation. Well, you know, uh, we found out we got something very unique. Now we've got all three at game seven kind of, um, you know, game winners or, or, or heroes from, from that, those games. Um, so we got them all on one team. So we're expecting these guys to lead the way here. He's kind of like joking around with us. And uh, he uh, pulls out these, these Navy blue sport jackets um, that all have inside you open up inside and has your name. And it says like, mine says like, you know, Mike Rupp, uh, 2003 GWG game seven. And then Max has it all, all embroidered on the inside. So it was almost like we were just like the masters. It's amazing. <laughs> like we all had a jacket. So I remember I said to, to Talbot later on, I go, I go, cause we've thought that, you know, obviously Sid's unbelievably still unbelievable. Now I'm like, there's going to be some day like Talbot, just be on our toes. Sid's going to get a game seven and we're going to get him a yeah, good jacket. Oh, he's got, he's going to be like the alpha of our club. So uh, still waiting for that, but man, what a career this guy's had. You guys got to keep that going, whether he scores one or not. Yeah. Whoever you, you got to have like, right. whenever, gotta, when, like, oh, you, mean for, you mean always, always yes. in, someone's, yeah. in, in June, in June, someone's going to score one of those goals and you, you guys, you guys got it. You guys got to go to dinner or something society. and get and, and and get a new and get a new jacket. It's the masters. We, that's that's what it is. Yeah, I like that. We should do that for sure. I, I don't it know. Reminds I, mean, me, I was going to say, it reminds me of the Saturday Night, Night Live. Like, you know, if you've hosted, like Tom Hanks <laughs> is in the back room with like the, the red robe on and Steve Martin comes in. It's like, ah, it's your 50th or 50, you know, 15th, yeah. whatever they had to cut off. It's like, you all have your, your, your same jackets on, your cigars out and reminiscing. <laughs> we we can make this, we can make this real good. We can, yeah, and then we can have all, and then we get all the boys together, the game seven guys, and we sit around in the playoffs. We have our own show. We can have some bourbon and some cigars and watch the game oh in our goodness. jackets. Oh my God. That's good. It's I'm going to go with that. It's too wow. easy. <laughs> Congrats. Congrats. You're welcome. Yes, you're welcome. Thanks. Oh my gosh. Well, Mike, thanks for doing this and uh, safe, safe travels to the game winter class. It's going to be, you know, it's such a fun event yeah. um, because there's going to be some memory made, you know, that, that I'm sure we're going to be talking about uh, 10 years later and we just don't know what it is. So it's fun to be a part of it. It's fun to attend. Um, have fun and it's it's great and thanks for doing this awesome guys thank you enjoy and uh we'll talk to you guys soon you can watch nhl network analyst mike rupp live from minnesota's target field on nhl tonight before and after the nhl winter classic this saturday january 1st i will be watching sean as i know you will i will now i think i'm more excited about about that game by a good bit than i was an hour ago Seriously. Rupert, doing his job, getting us psyched he up. For, he's for doing this. his job. Well, I, I love when someone goes, "Hey, I've never told this story before." Oh, that's like just the alarm. Go, the alarm oh. bells go off. Fantastic. Love it. We're back. Thanks again to Mike Rupp, and welcome back to the only good segment of the week. Trademark. The only good trademark trade trademark emoji. It is when we dive into the comment section in the athletic app. And again, we go over this every single week because just because it's such an it's a, it, it's an easy process, but we still like to remind people of it. <laughs> you um, could, you could anybody can just ask for Twitter comments. You can just anybody can throw say, hey, if you want to be on the podcast, here's Twitter. That's too easy. We want you to earn it. We like forcing you guys to go over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house in the in the episode page comments. Click on listen. 
click on NHL, uh-huh. click on the athletic hockey show. I should say tap because you have to do this on the app. You can't do this on, on, on the actual internet. Mm-hmm. Scroll down to the episode page, tap the details <laughs> button or whatever it is. It's in it's red. It's just a leak. And then you tap on the comments. We have nine this week. And again, the fact that you guys leave these is amazing. As someone said last week, you can always tell which episodes are ours because they're the only ones with comments because you guys are the only you guys are the only freaks that listen that listen to what we say and go and, go <sighs> and do this. So I love. So you nine people are my favorite nine people of the week. Let's start with Alex R, mm-hmm. who says, "I envy Sean for never having seen Elf. I've watched it many t- times and never by choice." Sounds like Alex right. has been forced into watching Elf by girlfriends and or children. Well, there's nothing wrong with Elf, Alex and Sean. This is a, Sean casually mentioned last episode he's never seen it. There it's may not really be. Funny. I'll, never, I'll never know. You'll, you will because someday you'll have children that will want to watch it they every won't, Christmas. No, they, won't, uh, they won't know that movie exists. It'll be like Paw Patrol. I just, I just, I just, won't, I just won't tell them. Okay. You guys are both wrong. Michael K. writes, JP is awesome. Uh, John Morosi. I'm, yeah, this we had Morosi and Bobby Ryan on the last episode. Good listen. You can go back and listen to the to the uh, at least the interviews. Don't listen to Sean and I talk. Um, and just for Craig, hail to the victors. I did. There was a lot of Michigan references, which uh, is. By the way, I forgot to say, <laughs> Pitt versus Michigan State in the Peach Bowl. Um, do we, do we need to bet got, on that? Are you a pit guy, or are you just? I root. I root. I come on. I grew up on campus, basically. I, I I root. I root for him. But you went to Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You like Pitt so much that you didn't. You, you traveled like across the country to not go there. It wasn't across the country. Yeah, I lived too close. I got like I grew up in the neighborhood next door to Pitt's neighborhood. Like, All right. It, it would have been like going to. It would have been like going to college down the street from your parents' house. I just. I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to do it. Well, first of all, we still have to get Joe Smith on here to read whatever uh, I want him to because mm-hmm. Michigan, be, Michigan State beat Michigan. I, so we, I haven't even collected on. It. And Joe, to his credit, was like in Slack was like, "Hey, whenever you want me to, I'm here." I'm like, "I'm that just Bill's, Hey, Joe, got some news. That bill's gonna come due at some point, baby. It's coming just due when you're just when, when you, you least expect it." <laughs> All right, I'll make a wager. What do you got? I will figure it out. All right. Uh, we need Bobby Ryan with Sean and Dom on Saturdays. Uh, so, yeah, we're trying to get Bobby Ryan to host the show. Just talking about rankings and nonsense. Come on, Craig, make it happen. I don't have – who's this? Michael K., I don't have any kind of – whatever power you think I have, I don't. You actually have more. It's going to just. More. It's going to just be Bobby Ryan with Sean. If I have to do a – if I have to do a podcast on Saturday, Dom's not involved with it whatsoever. I get enough. I get enough of him. <laughs> Dom, yeah. You guys should just record the power rankings conversation. Oh, it's all on Slack, isn't it? You guys don't actually talk like humans. Uh, it's it's mainly it's mainly text at this point. But text. I think we, I think okay. we could pivot. Pretty, we we have phone calls about it sometimes. We could, we could pivot pretty easily to. Um, also, we need. I don't, a know, I don't know how good it would be. Honestly, it would be terrible. We need Morosi on more with Craig just to make Craig struggle and cringe on all of the U of M love, which was awesome. Oh, and Craig, go blue. Michael K. Thanks, buddy. Mm-hmm. Hope I, I hate, I hate to Michigan Georgia. too, though. Like, I hope I, Michigan I, loses I, to Georgia. I wish I could. I wish I could take more joy in you getting hammered with 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 uh, 
with with U of M stuff, but I, I can't I can't stand them. Michael K, you'll be pleased to hear my daughter raised it this week said, "Would I be a trader if I went to Michigan?" Because she actually smart enough to get into mm-hmm. Michigan, unlike me, who went to who, Michigan State who by tried default. and failed. <laughs> Carlos, Carlos, hey Carlos, welcome to the comments section. Oh, Carlos writes, "I come for the podcast, I stay for the comments." That's right, baby. I even gave that one a thumbs up. I'm going to give it a thumbs up right now. Thumbs up. I can't do thumbs up on mine. By the oh way, my gosh. This is not Update kidding. Update the app. Uh, Tynan E writes, "Can we keep? Oh, this is the one we referenced earlier. Can we keep getting the best personalities for guests between Zegris and Bobby Ryan? We are getting spoiled here. I would say Mike Rupp." definitely falls into that category. Rupper was great. All credit goes to producer Jeff on that one, right? He's like, you guys are getting Trevor Zegers this week. You guys are getting Bobby Ryan next week. You guys are getting John Palmarosi. You're getting Mike Rupp. Like we do I, literally nothing with that. He just, he just, he books these guys and tells us and tells us when we're rolling and, uh, and we benefit from it. And so do you guys. So yeah, stay. So, yeah. St- I will say this, Jeff, Stay at it. Keep keep it, keep your nose to that grindstone. People are paying attention. Yeah, you set up, the bar. Buddy. You set the bar very high for yourself. I can't wait to see who he lines up next. Just a stinker of it, like most boring. Who would be the worst possible guest? I'm trying to think of Dom. It would have to be a modern. It would have to be like a player in today's game who just wants to say nothing interesting. Domless Chishin. There's a lot. Dom. Dom. Um, Trent L writes. I've been a listener to virtually every episode since you guys started out and finally felt enough pressure to come find this comment section. Thank you, Trent. Good work. So I finally done it and I set out on the journey and came all this way past the Packed the lunch, forest. Crossed the, the bridge. Lunch. Answered, the, answered the trolls riddles three. <laughs> well, Trent continues, well, since <laughs> I arrived, I got a positive test and I'm stuck down here for the holidays. <laughs> I'm able to travel home from the comments. <laughs> Oh, he's in he's thanks. he's in he's in QT in the comments. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, good news. It's only five days now, so mm-hmm. Trent, you can go home. Also, good pod. Thanks, Trent. Colin B writes. I'm about Sean's age. Which? How old are you, Sean? I'm 35. I'm old, dude. Oh God. I'm about Sean's age, and I've never seen Elf until my wife forced me to watch it. A couple. I've 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 withstood that push. I don't have a wife. But I've withstood that push from various from various people over the last over the last twelve years. So, I mean, nice try, nice try, Colin. You stayed you stayed strong for as long as you could. Not everybody if has Michigan the f- State beats Pitt. You have to watch Elf. Uh, oh, oh man, okay. Is there okay. a line on that game? Um, whatever it's good, the it's a good question. Whatever the BetMGM partner of the athletic. Hey, go to BetMGM.com. Thirty percent off. Um, well, we'll think of the other part of that bet. I think that's good. And then we can, um, I don't know. I don't want, you You seem proud of not having watched off. I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, that. we'll figure something else out. Will C says, Craig and Sean may not take themselves seriously, but I can't be the only one that thinks this is the best all-around hockey podcast available. Amen. Will, we'll Will you might be the only one that thinks that, buddy, <laughs> but, that's, but that's okay. We appreciate you saying this. Happy holidays, everybody. Stay safe and be kind to one another, except that shady Corey Pronman character. The very, very mysterious Corey Pronman. Trademarked. Trademarked that <laughs> as well. And to wrap it up, Greg T. writes, <laughs> Happy American Christmas to all who celebrate. Wonder what the Canadians are up to today. I don't know. He wrote They're- that on December 25th. Greg? Mm-hmm. Happy American Christmas and happy American New Year to everyone listening. As we all know, Canadian Christmas takes place in September. 
<laughs> When's the new year? Uh, it's, it's Valentine's Day for some reason. Very, very strange place. Uh, all right. To wrap up, um, so go, go leave some comments. You guys can actually ask questions. Uh, here's here's what's clear: the commenters would rather make jokes, which I appreciate. Oh, absolutely, it's way better than ask like our opinion about anything. I, like they're like, we don't care what Craig and Sean like. The last no questions the for last them, hockey, but we do want to make jokes. The last hockey related, the last like hockey related question we got was about was about Troy Terry in like November. We're like, yeah, <laughs> we're like, yeah, it's pretty like good. I guess well. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> And they were, people were like, no, we're done with those. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing we have to, we, we ask, we don't ask this often, but if you can go to wherever you're listening to this and leave a review and a rating, that would be helpful. Also, subscribe to The Athletic Audio Plus on Apple Podcasts to get all the bonus content from our entire network. You start with a 30-day free trial, and it's just 99 cents a month after that. And right now, you can get an annual subscription to The Athletic for just $24 a year when you visit theathletic.com slash hockey show it's the only way to leave comments in the app it's the the main reason people subscribe to the athletic the main reason we're over one point whatever million subscribers is because people are like you know what i too want to leave a comment on the apps uh podcast wish i had a dollar uh, i wish i had a dollar every time for every time i heard that just getting bombarded with people on the street Mm -hmm. they're like what's the special right now i'm like 24 dollars if you go to theathletic.com Slash, that's two dollars a month. Pretty good, pretty good. Um, Sean, happy New Year, my friend. Happy, happy New Year, buddy. And happy, and Jeff, happy Canadian New Year in six weeks. <laughs> you're, you're way early on that one, Sean. It's like, <laughs> we, we all know it's not till April. <laughs> <sighs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>